not just look at the profile of the business that we're trying to work with that's approaching us we also look at the greater macroeconomic trends does does this industry have a future are there growth prospects or even if there are not necessarily growth prospects is it mature is it stable is it something that's somewhere we want to be doing business Hi, this is Jad and welcome to Coffee Chat 2.0. In this show, I help people explain to me what they do in their jobs. I want to go beyond the job descriptions and I want to know what their actual day-to-day is like. What are the challenges that they face? What skills are needed and what advice do they have for us? Hopefully, they'll help us all choose the right career. In today's episode, we're back to the finance field, but this time we're going to discover something a bit different from investment banking and capital markets. My guest today is a corporate banking analyst at HSBC. All right, so Elizabeth, thanks a lot for being here today. It's a pleasure to have you on my show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. Um, so as usual, let's start off by asking you um, to let us know a bit about your background and how you got into your current position. Yeah, of course. So I'm a recent graduate from McGill University. I attended the DeSotel Faculty of Management where I got my BCom. And like while I was a student, I did a double major in finance, international management, and a minor in economics, but knew I really wanted to work in finance while kind of combining all of those. So the year before graduating, I had applied for an internship with HSBC and thankfully it was successful. So I was able to do it the summer after my third year. And fortunately, the internship went really well. So at the end of the internship, the company offered me a full-time offer and I signed it and resumed working there after graduating. Okay, nice. So it was, it was a door for you to get a full-time job there. Exactly, yeah. For me, it was a really, really good opportunity and definitely made my life a little bit easier. So yeah. that's how I got started there. Yeah, I think internships are one of the best ways for you to test if this is what you want to do or not, but also a good way to make the, your path easier once you graduate. Oh, 110%. I think like if I could give anybody any advice about that, and even like when you're in your undergrad in school, they do push internships a lot. And I think it's for a really, really good reason, because like you said, it's a good way to figure out, okay, let me just try something and see, do I like this? Do I enjoy it? Is it what I could see myself doing moving forward? And if it is great, you've already got your foot in the door and you can like continue it for a little bit longer after graduating. And if it's not, at least, you know, you have the experience, you tried it, you know what you don't like, and it could help you look better at towards, towards something that you would actually want to do. That's true. That's true. So you really liked finance um, out of, you know, all of your international business classes and your economics, right? Well, I wouldn't say I liked finance more than all of those. I liked, I wanted something that would give me an opportunity to combine all of them. You know, I actually Mm. really enjoyed my minor. I really enjoyed my other major in international management. But I, so I wanted to find a way to say, how can I take all of that and then combine it with finance as well? Because I did want it. I knew I wanted to work in that industry. Okay. Yeah. It's a good, um, it's a good mix of uh, majors actually. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so now back to your current position, what do you do as a corporate banking analyst at HSBC? Yeah, so I think the best way for me to be able to answer that is probably to give a little bit of a high-level overview on what corporate banking actually is. So 
In a nutshell, basically what we do as corporate bankers is when we have different businesses that come, they have their operations that they need to do, we finance them using debt. So I know if you're anybody who's interested in finance has probably heard a lot about stocks, different things like that. That's on the equity side. We deal with um, on the debt side. So if let's say a company wants to acquire another company or they want to expand or they just need help financing their day-to-day operations, we give them money to be able to do that. So as an analyst, my job is to kind of compile the reports and do all the research, the analysis, whenever we get these new transactions. So again, let me take the example of a company that wants to do an acquisition. If they'll come to the bank and say, look, we want to do an acquisition. We need X amount in financing to be able to do it. I have to do, okay, take the company, research them, analyze their profile, look at the target they're trying to acquire, analyze their profile look at the macroeconomic trends, compile all this information together into a report and see, okay, does it make sense for us? And how can we structure mm. this deal if we do decide that we want to move forward with it? Okay, interesting. So basically you need to build a case in order to find out if it's the right thing to do for this company. Exactly, something like that. If it makes sense for the company, like do we think, okay, number one, are they making a good decision? And let's say if they want to acquire or they want to expand or something, and then does it also make sense for us as the bank, you know? Okay, so it might be quite interesting for you because you're in a way trying to understand their business model and whatever they're doing to see for if it fits. And then you do that in terms of um, if it fits with HSBC as well. Oh, yeah, 110%. And I think that was one of the things that I found that I liked the most about it is that my job is not specific to any one sector, you know? Mm. So I'll be working on like the clients that I, I'm working on there across all these different sectors. So I get to see, okay, let's maybe today I'm working on a deal with a company that works in the pharmaceutical industry. Tomorrow it's manufacturing, like just different things like that. So I also feel like I'm always learning, always seeing something new and like, getting exposure to all these different types of companies, all these different industries. So it's really cool so far. Okay, nice. So with time, you you would know or you would get experience in a certain industry and say, hey, this is usually done that way, right? Exactly, yeah. When you, if you're one of the good ones and you know, it's going well, then hopefully yeah, that's the goal. You could kind of be able to say, okay, somebody in manufacturing is approaching me for this, okay, does it seem normal? This is what I know about the manufacturing industry, different things like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Um, and okay, so if I if I come to you and I say, hey, um, uh, I have a, I don't know, I have a textile company, right? I produce, uh, I have a clothing company and I want to take out a debt to finance my new factory, right? What what are the first steps that you could be doing to, to, to study my case? Okay, well, first things first thing, I'll need to see your financial statements, of course. I'm good, your- don't worry. I have a I have a strong uh... <laughs> No, but jokes aside, that is actually the first thing that we would have to do. Like we'd have to get the company's financial statements, look at like especially we focus on the balance sheet and the cash flow statement. And of course, like the income statement to be able to see, okay, are they profitable? Are they actually making money? But just to see their solvency, their liquidity, that basically means their ability to pay back whatever debt that they would be taking from us. Mm -hmm. What is the cash flow that they're generating? You know, so that would be the first step. Then from there, we would actually analyze your business model. Okay, how is it that you are 
manufacturing the things that you're doing where do you source your textile from who's your end consumer yeah and then from there look at like the industry going on going on and then so you would tie the industry trends and the macro trends to see if it makes sense with the company of course yeah because you might be an amazing company right but if you're in an industry that's declining five years from now it doesn't matter how amazing you'll be maybe you won't have customers that are still buying from you right that's so true. yeah so we take the time to kind of also not just look at the profile of the business that we're trying to work with that's approaching us we also look at the greater macroeconomic trends does does this industry have a future are there growth prospects or even if there are not necessarily growth prospects is it mature is it stable mm-hmm. is it something that's like somewhere we want to be doing business basically okay so in essence because in the end it's it's like you're investing in a company right exactly yeah in a way it is we're just investing on the debt side so we don't have as much like i'm going to i don't mean to get super technical with like the finance terminology and everything but the biggest difference with an equity investment is that they have a lot of upside potential if yeah. things grow right but on the debt side we're limited to whatever we lend you so however whatever in whichever way that we finance you we're limited to getting that back plus of course like interest and everything mm. so but it, it is still an investment to make sure okay will we get that back at the very least you know that's true that's true it's it's different types of mechanisms at the end of the day exactly exactly and so do you do any forecasts or any modeling for a company's financials before we start yeah yeah so we'll do like the forecasting to see okay what does it look like they're gonna be making in the next one two three maybe like maximum five years because it also has to be reliable forecast right we'll do stress mm. tests sensitivity analysis these are all parts of like these are all part of the analysis that i specifically would have to do when we are first approached for a transaction or a deal nice okay and um so let's say it's a it's a it's your typical day i i keep saying that in all my episodes and i know that every job has a different typical day but i'm <laughs> trying to it's i'm just trying to imagine what are some of the tasks that you be, you could be doing in a typical day yeah you actually you read my mind i was going to give you the cliche answer that there is no such thing <laughs> i got it i got there before <laughs> You did, you did. But I think if you're asking just the tasks that I would do in general, there would be a bit of research involved, like because like I said, we have to look into industry trends, uh, things like that. Um, a lot of analysis, as the title like would say, analysts, you know, a lot of kind of compiling information, sifting through all that information and taking out, okay, what's the most important part? And there's just a lot of little things also that go on in a bank that you don't realize are necessary to like get the financing done. So like somebody else might ask, oh, can you upload this or can you check on this? Can you contact this other team to find out like where do we upload this or where do we get this information from? Mm-hmm. A lot of like due diligence and mitigating risk. So anything that kind of has to do with all those little tasks, analyzing all of that, that would be what I'd be doing on a typical day. On the flip side, because we also sometimes, not sometimes, we also go after customers to try and get new deals. Mm -hmm. So when we kind of go to present ourselves and approach them, I would be the one who's in charge of like making the presentation, like Mm -hmm. if it's a PowerPoint presentation and all that. But how, I mean, it's it's like, so in a way it's a bidding process or is it similar to that? 
Um, sometimes if we're going after like a, yeah, I've seen, a, I've actually worked on a couple of those where it's a very hot kind of transaction. So there's a lot of banks that are trying to get a part of it or trying to get the whole piece that in that sense, it's a bidding process, but it's more like a sales pitch as well. You know, Let, let's say, oh, I've heard of this really great company. I heard, I hear that they want to do an acquisition. I think that they fit right with what we're looking for in the types of companies we want to finance. We're going to go and approach them and be like, look, I heard you're doing this acquisition. This is what we can offer you as HSBC. Um, like basically just selling ourselves and you come mm. with a presentation. And um, so in this presentation, obviously you would just show them, you know, what you could do, but you can't really, um, I'm just trying to imagine what type of, in your in your position, what type of content would you be working on this uh, presentation like would it be do you see what I'm, where I'm trying to, to to go yeah I think I understand it's like like if I don't know if most of your listeners are business school people but even if not you know when you're present like when you want something you're presenting something you start off with okay who are we what do we have to offer our competitive advantages and then this is why we are the best like bank for you to work with you kind of this is how we will structure the deal so that it's most favorable for you. This is why you don't want to go with other banks. You know, those are the types mm. of things we kind of put together. Okay. Okay. I see. Yeah. Okay. You were able to answer my non uh, clear question. So I'm glad. <laughs> um, okay. And so since you started, were you able to work on two different industries or, or like what's the length of one project? Oh, I've worked on so many different industries. I think that's another great thing about the job is that, well, it's a great thing depending on your type of person. It's very fast paced and it can be intense at times. For somebody like me, I thrive in those types of environments. So I enjoy it because you can get like the shortest turnaround time I've had for one of the deals that we did was two days. Like oh, wow. I got the deal. Yeah, I got the deal. They said, like it was a rush thing. It was a kind of a little bit last minute. You had to just put it together and get it done. So I had two days to do that because I have to first like compile it, put it together. Then it needs to be reviewed by like a relationship manager, portfolio mm -hmm. manager. Then it needs to be reviewed by the VP and then sent to a different department to actually get approval for us to do the transaction, you know? Mm. So it can be as short as two days. You can have up to a week maybe like a week and a half to get the whole thing done the whole review pro the whole review process everything like that so if you're looking at that even if you've only worked a couple of months you're working on a new deal almost every week you, you'll see a lot of different industries at a time wow. yeah okay that's quite interesting yeah um and okay so what would you say or you know once you go through the industries and through analyses what would you say are the skills required to really succeed at your job? Maybe yeah. from uh, a technical perspective, but also in a, in, in maybe interpersonal or a functional way. Yeah. From a technical perspective, I think basically what you learn in like your undergrad finance classes, it gives you a good kind of foundational base, like all the modeling, the analysis, the ability to interpret like financial statements and, Let's say if you're computing ratios and things like that, the ability to say, okay, this ratio changed by this much, but this is the reason why. Not just computing the numbers, but actually interpreting them. 
those are the technical skills like you you need and you would get a good base from your undergrad classes but I always tell everybody once you're on the job it doesn't matter how smart you were in school it doesn't matter how well you did how much time you spent in school you still need to learn on the job and they will teach you you know so that's on the technical side and when you think of that I think it actually almost becomes more interpersonal skills that are more critical at times the first thing 110 percent good time management and organization organizational skills because like i said it's a very fast-paced type of job and it can be intense at times you can be working on multiple files and multiple projects at the same time with very similar or different deadlines and it is still your responsibility to meet those you know so it helps when you are well organized and you're able to manage your time and prioritize what you need to get done also, it's important to have good communication skills because you are writing reports and they are like, there is an end user that will be reading these reports and drawing information from it. So it's your job to make the complicated, simple and easy to understand. And you can do that when you have good communication skills. Mm -hmm. Another thing, I guess I'll say, one of my last few ones I'll point out is to have good people skills and the ability to work cooperatively because writing the analysis, yes, that's an individual task, but everything is done on a team basis and you're always working with people. Like even once you've written the report, it's still getting reviewed by someone else, reviewed by another person, and you might need help doing this or that, or you might need information. So you need to be able to work well in a team environment. And I think the last thing I'll say is the ability to take initiative and to be curious and ask questions. So that's how you get the most opportunities. And that's how you learn is when you're actually asking, even when you think it might be a stupid question, just having the boldness to go ahead and ask it anyways, just to make sure you do actually understand what it is you're doing or what you're asking about. And one thing I love that my manager always says is that you have to be entrepreneurial about your own career and about your own learning, which just basically means you have to have the ability to like I said, take initiative, not wait for somebody to tell you something all the time, but sometimes, you know, mm. take that first step, ask for more, ask for help or ask questions. That's very true. Once you work in a big company, there's a lot of hierarchy. We tend to kind of forget that you still need to be, you still need to have an entrepreneurial mindset of, you know, taking initiatives and basically mm -hmm. whatever you mentioned. Exactly. 110%. Like, you have to kind of still take it into your own hands. And I've found that that is the way that you will learn the most and learn the most quickly as well. You know, it'll be the most beneficial for you rather than always waiting around for somebody to come kind of tell you or push you to do something. Mm. And uh, when you mentioned that you worked in teams, so could there could you let's say work on a certain part of the project let's say uh macro trends and then your colleague would be doing the analyses or is it completely different teams as in different functions i think when you're first starting out and you're still learning you, like the people who are a little bit more senior on your team might ask you to just do a certain part of the report you know, like, mm. okay, like you said, maybe you just do the industry analysis or you just do the financial tables or you just do this like one financial model or this one sensitivity analysis, different things like that. But the goal is like as an analyst to get you to a point where you are writing the entire report by yourself and your seniors are more just reviewing and supervising, you know? Mm. Yeah, the less, I think the less back and forth you would go with them, the more they'd appreciate it, right? Exactly. And it's more efficient and moves more quickly, too. That's true.
Yeah. And um, so when you look at all the industries you've covered, I think from what I can see, it really gives you the ability to quickly know what differentiates a company from another, right? Yeah. I mean, you're able to, just by looking at few financials, few ratios, are you still able to quickly determine what the company is? I mean, if it's if it's a good uh, start or not? Yes and no. Because on the one hand, it, I think it goes back to what you said earlier, where you mentioned like once you've worked on, let's say, a few companies within the same industry, then you become almost like an expert and you understand how that industry, a little bit at least, how that industry is supposed to work and what makes yeah. a company successful within that industry. So once you're more familiar with an industry, you might be better able to analyze, okay, if you get a new company, you see their solvency and liquidity ratios, you can see, okay, whether or not this is good based on the industry benchmark. But if you're talking across different industries, it's a little bit difficult because they have different characteristics and different structures, right? So yeah. while it might be normal to be really cash rich and have a lot of liquidity in one industry and in another one that might not be the case it might be the norm that they're just a little bit above like a one for a current ratio for example you know and you need to be able to understand that and differentiate between those industries which is why like the um kind of more macroeconomic research is very important as well mm, okay i see yeah is there is there something that made you choose uh, corporate banking in specific rather than let's say investment banking or let's say work on the equity side yeah for me it was kind of twofold so why corporate banking specifically I liked number one the work so for example in like when I was doing my undergrad we would have like the different classes that we had like our investment management classes capital markets classes and then we had some corporate finance classes and I found that when I was in my corporate finance classes it wasn't just I was doing it to like get like through the class I actually enjoyed yeah. it. I looked forward to it like I I was having fun while I was doing the work so that was the first thing that for me I was like okay this is something I should probably look into and figure out like can I do a job like this? Because you know, when you're in finance, you hear a lot about investment banking and like yeah. the equity side. So I wanted to look a little bit more into that. And then the other side of it was also just the relationship building aspect and the fact that it's very client facing. So like this job really requires you to have an intricate understanding of the client's business model, the way their operations work. Mm. And you have to be able to deal, like I said earlier, deal well with people because they're also trusting you as well. Whatever like transaction or financing you're doing, it's not just beneficial for us. It's, it's beneficial for them as well. So you have to be able to establish a very trusting, mutually beneficial relationship. And so that aspect of it also appealed to me as well. So that was why I decided to go into corporate banking as opposed mm. to anything else. But I agree, like in university, there's a lot of hype on you know investment banking and that's the right thing. And, you know, it's pretty cool, but yeah. they don't put much attention, even in conferences or, you know, networking events. They don't put much emphasis on, you know, the corporate banking side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like nothing against investment banking. It is a wonderful world <laughs> for those who enjoy that type of work. 110% go into it, but. There are other things in finance that you can kind of explore. Hundred yeah. percent. Um, okay, and so 
if someone were to let's say want to enter the finance field or someone who's going to graduate now what would what mm-hmm. advice would you have uh, for them i think my first piece of advice would kind of go back to what i was talking about earlier is to do your research and like figure out exactly what it is that you actually like in finance because like we said like when you are in finance there's kind of a lot of emphasis that might be put on some careers over others And it might be hard to figure out, okay, do you actually like this? Is this actually something that you want to do? But the thing, like the beautiful thing I think about getting a degree in finance is that there is so much you can do with it. There are so many jobs like you can do within finance specifically or just in the corporate world in general. And I think it's very, very beneficial for a student or somebody who's about to graduate or a recent grad to actually do their research and take the time to like be a little bit reflective, like take a step back and figure out, okay, what is it exactly that I like? What is it that I enjoy doing? What is it that I'm good at? And where do I want to go within finance? So that would definitely be my first piece of advice. And then my next one would just be like network with as many people as possible and take advantage of as many resources and opportunities as you can possibly like find. Because I know, especially like having graduated from McGill, that They do have a lot of resources available to them, whether it's through like the career office or different counselors, even just talking to them. They are such a wealth of knowledge and they can be really helpful in helping you find number one, the right path. And then once you figure out that path, how to get on it, you know? So I would say meet with as many people as possible, go to the conferences, go to the case competitions, just take advantage of those opportunities. Yeah. And it really clears out some assumptions or, any misconceptions you had about a position or a job once you talk to people you're like okay it's not that way or oh maybe i like this exactly yeah like like i was saying you want to do your research and part of doing your research is actually talking to people who work in those fields because they can give you the best perspective since it's what they're actually doing right that's true yeah that's true maybe someone would listen to this episode and say oh i actually like this yeah maybe (laughs) (laughs) okay all right so elizabeth thank you so much for being here today it's been a pleasure yeah of course it was great talking to you so i graduated with a degree in finance and i can tell you that up until now i really had no idea what a corporate banking analyst does and what i really like about her job is that she gets to study different businesses but she also gets to link it with what's going on in the economy and the markets so if you're still in finance or maybe in any other field, I highly suggest you start talking to people more often and see which path in finance you're most interested in because it's a very big and diverse field. And my advice to you is do not rush anything. And if you like today's episode, feel free to share it with one of your friends. You never know, they might listen to this episode and find their dream jobs. Take care.